Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, Miller Mice podcast. My name is Owen Miller, and I'm with my brother, Silas Miller. Silas, how you doing, man? Good. We're back. Uh, big week of college football. Oh, my goodness. What a weekend it was. Yes, it was uh, something. It really was, and I, we are so like excited to talk about it. Yeah, Big so, Ten was back. You know. Yep, yep. Big upsets, big yeah. games. Uh, so much to talk about, so uh, why don't we just jump Hopped right in? Yep. Let's do it. First and ten, Silas. We always start with our top ten teams. Okay. So uh, why don't we uh, start off with you? What are your top ten teams after uh, week eight? All right, well, I'm going to make it a little quicker than last time. Okay. I I spent a lot of time last time. Uh, Pretty self-explanatory. Number one and two is Clemson and Alabama. Uh, Alabama came off a big win at Tennessee. Clemson handled – I can't even think of it. Clemson? Yeah, Clemson beat uh, Syracuse. That's right, Syracuse, and uh, closer game than closer it, game than it, it looked. Yes. Know. Yep. Uh, Ohio State jumps, or they actually stay for me at number three. Oklahoma State at four, and then Notre Dame, Georgia at five and six. Cincinnati, who jumped into my top ten after right. a win at SMU, and then Wisconsin, Texas A and M, and Michigan hits my top ten. Michigan. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, so mine's uh, pretty similar, but difference is minor. Uh, so we got. One and two are the same, Clemson, Alabama. Uh, number three, Ohio State. Excited to put them above Alabama, though, in the coming weeks. I feel like that that will happen. Uh, number four, Oklahoma State, who's not getting any love. No. No love at all. Like, I don't understand. Um, it, was a, it was a big win. I feel like we're going to see Iowa State play Oklahoma State again yeah. uh, in the conference championship. Okay. And uh, if it... I mean, it was it was a close game, but I feel like you know people were like Oklahoma State. They, there's a really good chance they lose this game. I wouldn't be shocked if Iowa State wins. People had them in Vegas. They were picking Iowa State, and right. then when they do beat Iowa State, it's yeah. like, eh, well, yeah, well, they're still not Georgia, right? Like, come on, okay. And I I feel like I have them with Notre Dame at number five for me. I like putting Oklahoma State above them again because I feel like they have more talent. I like watching them better. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I mean, they have so many returning players this year with Chuba Hubbard, who, like, came off of a Heisman season last year. Right. And he's playing the same way. Tylen Wallace's receiver cord. The offensively, they're, 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 they just have the talent. Yes, but and, have they shown it so far is, like, a thing that I know a lot of people are talking about is the defense right. is the highlight of their season right now. Well, I mean, I first game of the season threw a total monkey wrench with Spencer Sanders getting hurt. Yes, it did. I feel it that way, too. It him being back this week opened up Chuba more. Yes, and uh, that was huge. And I think that's why it was a big win. It was good. To, it was good to see them pull it off. Right. Uh, I have them above Notre Dame at five. Who who came out of a better week? Notre yes, Dame. they did. They that did. Hit was a big win. Right. So. Right. Right now, it's so weird. It's so weird. We're still even eight weeks in. We're still there's so many things up in the air. Right. So it's, it's so, like our top ten are it, they're weird. So uh, we got uh, Notre Dame at five. Uh, number six Georgia. Okay. Uh, I have Wisconsin at seven. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They they played. Uh, they were the first Big Ten team to play. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty. It was just exciting to watch them. I like them in my top ten. Number eight, Texas A and M. Okay. Uh, Florida at nine, and then keeping BYU in the top ten because okay. I yeah. like I like them a lot. Uh, going back to Georgia, um, or no, not Georgia, Wisconsin. Excuse me. Um, Graham Mertz got. Cr- coronavirus or at least tested positive we're still waiting for confirmation on that we'll oh get is that right that. yeah i we'll wasn't get, aware of that no that's fine it's we'll get into that a little bit later but yes their qb graham mertz did test positive that's definitely gonna hurt them later is that why you have michigan then in 10 yeah i mean not really i think michigan's win at minnesota was just like a big statement yeah like it's a, a perfect str- way to stronger win than wisconsin's over illinois oh yeah definitely okay uh so the, yeah that's a, those are our top 10 um pretty i mean it is what it is when it comes to the top ten teams, but we uh, we pretty much we just spit those out there, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> All right, so we we're going to talk about Ohio State football because yes, more Big Ten. Yes, let's do it. Let's let's keep it up. Um, Ohio State, they're back and they're living up to the hype against Nebraska. They it was a little are. scary at first. Uh, yes, with that score right away from Scott Frost of Nebraska. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, I think 
on Nebraska, like, they're much better. Yes. I feel like Nebraska has improved, and it showed right away. But uh, Justin Fields, he's just too much. That's like, right. Even though the defense and the, the, the two lines were a little bit of a struggle, yeah, the offense is just too good. Right, and in terms of coming off of, like, not playing – uh, for so long, like the Big Ten is just not coming back. I feel like uh, there were kinks that they had to get out, but uh, even it wasn't it wasn't horrible. And no. I feel like it, it would still look like good, strong high state football. So, which was pretty cool. We're going to talk about Justin Fields pretty quickly coming up, uh, as we will talk about your Heisman candidates yes. after Week Eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the Big Ten slate was like really crazy. Yes, this weekend it was uh, a big upset. Yes, I called it last week. I think I picked Penn State, but I said, watch out. Yeah, watch that's out. right. So Penn State goes on the road in Bloomington, Indiana, and loses. Yeah. Not impressive at all. No, no, it was not. But, dude, that last that's what everyone's talking about, that last play. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> yep. we, we were screaming at our television set. It, yeah, we have a and neighbor, you know. Oh, like, yeah, we have a good friend uh, who we're hoping to have on soon um, who's a Penn State fan. Yep. And, uh, man, we were just we were feeling for him. After yes. that, because how disappointing to be waiting for your team uh, for so long. Yeah, it's almost and, a year. Yeah, and then that happens. Boom, yeah. But that's Indiana. Well, I think it started in the offseason for Penn State. Okay. I They had a lot of hype. They were ranked eighth coming into the week. Right. Um, Journey Brown goes down. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons opts out. Those are two really high draft picks. Big losses. Big losses. It's That's why, to me... Indiana had a really good chance, and obviously they ended up winning, but there's just too many holes. Right. There's too many holes you have to fill. And then Noah King got hurt in the middle of the game. They missed field goals. Right. It just did not go their way. And And now they have Ohio State. That's I was just about to say. Now they have to turn around and they have to focus in on uh, the Buckeyes that they have to play this weekend. But uh, with everything, uh, especially the Michael Parsons thing like losing him is like that was has to do something to like the team's morale yes like and for him to not be there and to play indiana at first do you feel like penn state even though they have this coming up this weekend is pretty tough do you feel like they're how how is their season going to play out do you think they're fine they'll be fine i think they're gonna start zero and two yeah but i think that franklin will get them you know to where they need to be they'll they might win I say they went out with one loss. So they go, what would that, five? To Ohio or, State? They'd be four and three. Yeah, no. Oh, more on top of that. So yes. they'll be, okay. So they'll have three losses saying. is what I'm saying. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So we talked about the, the Big Ten slate. Any more games you want to talk about? Yes, there? Michigan at Minnesota. And they looked very good. They, they looked good. I mean, I was not expecting, if you listened to last week's podcast. Right, I you was, had Minnesota. Yes, Over I there. did. I yeah. I really thought Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman coming back. I really thought Minnesota was going to get it done, and because you look back, Jim Harbaugh has these games, yeah, these, these openers. They usually start okay, but then you have some where they go on the road to Notre Dame, or they go somewhere else and lose. And I just felt like that was what that was going to be like. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe Milton and that running that running back core proved me wrong. Yeah, they proved me wrong. They, they looked they looked very good. Yeah, so. Uh, better than Penn State. Better than Penn State. Yeah. So um, doesn't take much. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely thought Minnesota was going to give more of a uh, competition to them. Right. I thought. I honestly thought they were going to beat them. Yeah. But, that defense is just. Sorry, that was our cat. <laughs> <laughs> our cat is like uh, wanting to get up here with our computers. Anyway, our rig is not very good yet. But hey, anyway, we're we're working out the kinks. Um, Silas, what are your Heisman candidates Ooh. after Week Eight? Okay. So I, I, we mentioned you were talking about Justin Fields and how how great he looked. Right. Uh, yeah. But there's definitely others. Oh so yeah. So let me. I'd like to hear them. Okay. So I got five here listed. I mean, you start with that team up in South Carolina. Okay. You got Lawrence. Yep. At QB, who's just slinging it. I mean, he struggled through a pick six for the first time in his career on Saturday. Yeah. Which was like, whoa. Eye opening a little. Yeah, bit. absolutely. It didn't matter. You, I mean, it, it's not going to affect like his running for Heisman at all. But like, you look at it and it's like, oh, okay, he's he is a man. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's not immortal. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's not a machine. Right. But um, okay. So there's obviously Trevor Lawrence, and then you got his best friend down there, Etn Travis Etn. Okay, I like that. Yeah, he fumbled again. I think uh, second week in a row he's fumbled, but he's just 
Syracuse gave them a, a, a harder time than they were expecting. Right. And I think they're, they're looking ahead. I think two weeks they have Notre Dame. Mm. So, like, they're they're kind of just, like, looking ahead. And they have the talent, sadly, to do that right. sometimes. And you see that with, with teams all the time. Mm-hmm. I think back to uh, Ohio State's loss to Purdue. Or any... Right. Any year with Urban Meyer, the the loss they shouldn't have had. Clemson's loss at Syracuse on a Friday night. Yeah, you remember? Like, yeah, it was. I thought we were going to see that again. Yeah, but uh, so okay, so you have the Clemson, the Clemson players. You have anybody yeah. else on your Heisman watch? Uh, Mac Jones. Uh, I think that takes a toll that Jalen Waddle got hurt. Yeah, but he is throwing for about four hundred yards a game. He's doing better than we expected. Yeah, I was not for what he did last year when Tua got hurt. Like. I was not expecting Mac Jones to come out and be that guy, right? Like, for the Alabama. Do you but, feel like he 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 has been? Oh yeah, he has been. Okay. definitely. Um, Mac Jones, Steve Sarkeesian has put him in a position to where he can just throw the ball around to Devontae Smith. Right. Previously, Jalen Waddle, and he's got uh, Mechie too to throw to. So yeah, Mac Jones is a Heisman contender right now. I know people are comparing him to J- Joe Burrow. I'm not sure if I'm there yet with that. Okay. But uh, yeah, Mac Jones, and then. I got two Big Ten players after week one. I got Justin Fields, who right. was nearly perfect, 20 for 21, yeah. 200 and some yards. Goodness sake. Yeah. And then mirroring that was on Friday night, Graham Mertz, who okay. tested positive. But he went 21 for 22, I think. And, yeah, he was outstanding. I know it was Illinois, and I know it was Nebraska. But, but I still, think just to get those numbers. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's definitely uh, it's so up in the air right now, though, mm-hmm. with the whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah, that, you just never know. Right. So never I definitely like those. I definitely like who you have on your Heisman watch, your uh, candidates after week eight. Uh, I have to, I mean, I, I, I didn't write mine out myself, but definitely Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I feel like, are the two. Yes, they're that, like. They're duking it out, just like they will be for the, the, the upcoming draft. Right. But um, so it's, it's kind of exciting to see. Uh, that play out with Justin Fields only playing one game though you got to give the edge in my opinion to Trevor Lawrence as right. of right now what, and what's crazy about that is Lawrence has never made a Heisman finalist he's never gone to New York dressed up for a chance to is win. that right he's never been there no nope. wow Justin Fields went last year but Trevor Lawrence was a freshman won the national championship never went though mm-hmm. and then last year you got Justin Fields Chase Young uh Obviously, Joe Burrow and then Jalen Hurts. So, no, he hasn't really gone to New York, which is crazy. He definitely will be going this year. I don't know if he'll win, but he definitely will be going. Okay, so. well, that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah. All right, that concludes our first and ten. Uh, we're going to be moving on. We're moving two yards Yes. to our second and eight, so uh, let's let's get going. Second and eight. So, a uh, couple more things to talk about here. Yep. Uh, the Big 12 showdown Ooh. of Oklahoma State. Their big win over Iowa State. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but yeah. definitely want to touch, uh, get some more detail on this now. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about that win. Okay. Yeah, I like to call it the showdown in Stillwater. Okay. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State came in as a three-point favorite. Uh, Iowa State. Was three points though. Yeah, like, that's the, that. I was a little which surprised. Which is crazy by considering that. the outcome was twenty four to twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, hats off to the sports book down there in, or up there in Vegas. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got that. They got that right. But I was surprised by that because I definitely thought it was going to be a bigger margin. Oh yeah. Than just three right. for Oklahoma State. Well, and considering Oklahoma State has got this passing attack all the time, like it's just different this year in the Big Twelve. Right. Like it's defensive oriented and. That's what's – there's a difference. It's like the SEC and the Big 12 have flip-flopped a little bit. Okay. To Defensively, where, you mean? Yes, and offensively. Oh, I think okay. the offenses have deteriorated in the Big 12. Well, the defenses has have – And the, the defenses have, like, gone up while the SEC's defenses have gone down. Okay, I understand. Offenses. Sorry, I'm tracking with you. Oh, no, you're good. And then um, – so, yeah, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders came back. Uh, Chuba ran for, an, I think, 120-some yards, 130 yards. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was a battle of the running backs. You got Brees Hall yeah. for Iowa State, who had 155, I think. And uh, Oklahoma State had control, like, the whole game. Yes. It looked closer at the end. There was, like, a last-minute uh, drive for Iowa State. But Oklahoma State definitely, with that defense, just controls games. Yeah. And I think that's going to help them down the stretch with games like Texas, yeah. Kansas State, and Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's the Big 12 showdown. I mean – 
not much to say about Iowa State at this point. I know lots of people like them. Yeah. Like, they're people always, are always high. Yeah, I, they're always hyped up. Yes, and I think that's because of what the job Matt Campbell has done down or uh, in Ames. And I think deservingly. Oh, yeah. But I just feel like sometimes they never live up to that hype. It's, and you can't necessarily rule them out now. No. Like, even after this loss. Well, that was their first loss in the Big 12. Right. So, I mean... That loss to Louisiana really hurts. Yeah. Like, that was inexcusable. People were shocked. I know some people had them in their top 10 to start the year. Now they got two losses. So, Oklahoma State, that front runner now in the Big 12. Right. And you can, and like I said earlier, I, I do feel like we can see Iowa State later on right. in the conference championship. Well, that win against Oklahoma was really big. Because I know some people are like, Oklahoma is going to squeeze back in. Right. And, well, but, if Iowa State keeps winning, then, uh-oh. They're behind them. Yeah, because the head-to-head, you know? So. Right. Okay, so this big win over Iowa State for Oklahoma State. Uh, what do you feel like this means? Not no, only Oklahoma State over Iowa State. Oh, that's what, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oklahoma yeah. State winning over Iowa State. Uh, big win. What does this win and then possibly upcoming wins in the future? Because they've got some big games coming up. Oh, yeah. The next three games for Oklahoma State. Um, you're home to Texas. Yeah. Who needs a win. Yeah. Yes. I feel like Tom Herman is in a... Really serious position this week. They go to Stillwater. Uh, it was a six-point game last year in Austin. Uh, Oklahoma State has had the upper hand with Texas lately. The yes. past 10 years have been Oklahoma State's. Now, I think... I'm sure Texas would, lo- would love to get this win over, oh, yeah. over Gundy for sure. Yep. Uh, and then they go at Kansas State, who's still undefeated in the conference. And I really believe they can lose this week. Kansas State is one of my upsets. Really? We'll see later. Yep. Kansas th- State's look good. Oh, yeah. They got that freshman running back, Deuce Vaughn, yeah. who's really good. Uh, so, yeah, they go at Kansas State, which is going to be that's huge. Tough. I'm going to say that's going to be on Big Noon with Gus and Joel. Okay. And then they go at Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I mean, every time I watch Oklahoma State play at home to Oklahoma and lose, I'm like, man. Because now next year, yeah. you got to go back to Norman, which... Can hurt sometimes. Yeah, it's a that's a big that's a big factor in that game. What does what does what does this mean for the future of the Cowboys though? I mean, if they can win all three, okay, they are looking right in at the playoff. Right, and I feel we like, have them. We have them in our top four. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I really believe they're one of the top teams in the country. Yes, with that defense and the offense is going to start to click a little more right. now that he's back. And I think if they can go three and zero, yeah, in the next three games. They were looking right at it. We're looking at playoff contention? I, I believe so. And I think what's sad about this for Oklahoma State fans is the fact that Oklahoma can lose a game every year and still go. But team, but reporters and media, they're all like, if Oklahoma State gets in, they have to be undefeated. Yeah. It's because of that blue blood mentality. Well, let me throw this at you. The fact that in both the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll, Georgia, who's three and one, whose loss is Alabama. Right. They're three and one. They're at five. Oklahoma State is at six. Mm-hmm. And they're undefeated. Right. So, I mean, it just it just goes to show the kind of love that Oklahoma State gets and the respect. And I just feel it's crazy that they have these they have to wait like three years to get this like Right. They're not team. gonna they don't get the recruits like Ohio State no. or Clemson or even Oklahoma. They right. don't get those recruits. They have to build. Yeah, Gundy has done a great job building with what he gets. Right. I feel and like Oklahoma State this year is the Mason Rudolph team. Right. From how many, however many years ago yeah. where they were in the top ten. And it, it took how many years for them to get back to that point. I feel like they're there. Yeah. That's why these games are big for them. Right. And it's, it's crazy to think this week I was telling someone that Oklahoma State in 2017 with Mason Rudolph and James Washington, Justice Hill – they were sixth at home when they played 17 TCU. Okay. They lost. That shows the difference between this year and 2017, considering they were sixth this week and they yeah. played 17 Iowa State at home and won. Mm. And it was all because of the defense. The defense in 2017, not near as good no. as this year, which means like they're were, better. Like you were saying, the flipped with the SEC right. defenses being down and now – Oklahoma State's defense is uh, kind of looking pretty good out there. Oh so. yeah, they're they're stopping teams like it's 
it's unbelievable. So you feel like playoff contention if they can if they can keep up the way they're playing, get these wins over the next couple of weeks, and then you have Baylor in December, right? Which was rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can get all those. Hopefully, maybe stay undefeated, and we'll see him in the playoff. Right. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Jalen Waddle injury. Oh, man. Yeah. That hurts. That does hurt. And I was saying that earlier with Mac Jones being the Heisman watch. Here's the thing. Okay. I want to hear it. Yes. Bring yes. it. Okay. Alabama is loaded. Yeah. Alabama is loaded. You got Mac Tell Jones. Tell me something I don't know, Silas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got two guys on each side of the ball. Right. With Najee Harris in the backfield, you've got Devontae Smith and you've got Jalen Waddell. Take one of them out, it really hurts. Okay. You're still say- I'm still saying stuff you know. I know that. But now you've got these youngsters okay. that you have to put out there, which can hurt or it can be really good for the future yeah. of Alabama. You know, and But what about the right now? It, it's, it's killer. Okay. It's killer that he's done for the year. But... That's not going to take them out of contention. Absolutely There's a gap not. right now between talent-wise. Yes, between Alabama and the rest of the SEC. The fact that Alabama can beat Texas A&M 56-27, and then Texas A&M goes and beats Florida, who was third. There's just there's a big talent gap right now. Right between Alabama and the SEC, and I didn't think there was. I didn't really think there was a talent gap, like especially when I picked as Georgia. big as there is. You mean? Right. Yeah, I was not I was not aware until Alabama beat Georgia like that. And then they go to Tennessee in one of the biggest stadiums in the world. Yeah. And they whoop them. They yeah. keep whooping teams. Yep. And I'm, I keep underestimating them. It's probably time I stop. Okay. So even with the Jalen Waddle injury, because of the talent gap, it hurts, but they're fine? Yes, but I think they're a little more vulnerable. Okay. Like... Well, we talked about earlier, like games like Ohio State at Purdue, yeah, or Clemson at Syracuse. So you can see them, you can see them losing a game they shouldn't. It's more possible, okay. If that makes sense. It's it wasn't. Um, I understand. I I, I want to hear you say. Obviously, I want to hear you say. Oh, Alabama, yeah, they can lose to that to that right to that team they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of the Jalen Waddle injury, but because of that talent gap and the fact that they played a game at Ole Miss two weeks ago. Three weeks now. Closer than it should have been. Yes. And the fact that they had Jalen Waddle that game helps. Yeah. And if you you don't want to play a game like that mm-hmm. without Jalen Waddle. Right. So and it definitely helps the quarterback to have more options. And yes. taking him out is an option that he doesn't have. Yeah, because he doesn't really have the mobile option. That's true. So he needs all the throwing options he can get. Okay. So yeah, it hurts Alabama. I think they'll be fine. But you got to definitely look out for uh, – you got to be more on your toes with them uh, after that injury. Yep. Uh, so how bad is Ole Miss, Silas? How, how bad are they? Um, I can't think of any other word but bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, bad. They are bad. And it's not offensively, but it can be. Because two weeks ago, they go at Arkansas mm-hmm. and they throw six picks which is something you just can't do considering how bad the defense is. Yeah, that's a that's a college football sin. Yes, that's Six a lot interceptions of is just unacceptable. Yeah, and we I, talked about that last week. Right. Yeah, and they had a hangover with the Alabama game and stuff like that, but yes, or Ole Miss just lost to an Auburn team. That's really struggling. Yeah. It's inexcusable, I think. You know, Lane Kiffin, that whole lane train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they're in a rebuilding stage. Right. They're so on the I'm right I'm glad track. you brought that up because I had this written out. Like, and more importantly, like, how bad is Ole Miss? But more importantly, how bad is Auburn? Yes. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Uh, I know they're at 330 on CBS this week, but they have a five-star who started as a freshman. Mm-hmm. They beat Alabama. And then you, you turn around the next year. In a year that crazy stuff can happen. You see Oklahoma State up there. Yep. You see Texas A&M up there. Yep. Auburn should not be this bad. <laughs> There's no reason for it. You have a five-star, started as a freshman. He has all this experience already. There's no reason to be this bad. You go to South Carolina and lose. You you keep losing. It's it's, it's like, man, I'm trying to think of a uh, an analogy for it. It's like if a car okay 
goes off a ramp. Uh, okay. And the ramp... Like, hang time? A, it's it's in the air? Right. <laughs> okay, Except, it's going off a ramp. Yes, and this ramp is a really good year. Okay. And it just... There's no hang time. Oh. It just... It's like, oh, wow, they're going to soar. And boom. Boom. They just drop. Yep. Like in... Like in okay, I've got an analogy kind of okay. like that. Okay. So, like, Looney Tunes. Okay. So, like, they're running, okay? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the coyote's about to get the, the Roadrunner. Yeah. All right? Oh, it's running. It goes going. right off the cliff. You're like, oh, he's going to catch him. Mm. But no, he just falls straight down. Right. Straight down the cliff. And there goes the Roadrunner. Yes. Or if... We got another analogy here. Yeah. Let's go. It's like the Roadrunner. You, you always expect the guy, the coyote, to, to go off the cliff and stay there a second. Right. No. It's just too realistic, you know? Okay. Gus Malzahn is too realistic. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. So with Al- Auburn, okay, uh, they they're not getting that hang time. They're 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 a good team who's not a good team. Right. Okay. Now they play three thirty this weekend against LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU has to go to Auburn. Uh, LSU's bad too. Yeah. Like so, it's, is this just gonna be like the worst game? To watch, like, what, what What should I expect here, Silas? Well, I won't be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't watch it either then. No, uh, LSU come off of the championship year where they lost everything. Everything. Right. And they, except Derek Stingley, but, I mean, that's besides the point. Yeah, they lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Jamar Chase opts out. Okay. Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes to the draft. Joe Burrow's the first round, first overall pick. Yeah. Um, He's doing well yeah. in the NFL, isn't he? Right. You lose Randy Moss's son. Yeah. Like, I mean, this team was loaded. <laughs> what about that? Yeah. So, I mean, LSU, I can understand it a little more. I feel like they shouldn't be this bad. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're, I, making, you're, you're making, making a face. face. Yeah. yeah. You're making a face like, why are you this bad? Right. And to show you how bad going back to Auburn. Okay. This is why I believe LSU will win. Is because if you look really at, yes oh yeah what I yeah I know it's at Auburn but like come on I know okay LSU goes they host South Carolina okay they whoop them right you look a week ago mm-hmm. Auburn goes to South Carolina and gets beat who beat South Carolina it's like South Carolina is the little core yeah and they're like bouncing off of it. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's like they're trying to get through to each other, and now they're finally doing it. But they're South Carolina in between them. Except LSU's the one that broke through, while Auburn disintegrated. Okay. So you got you have LSU this weekend over Auburn. I think LSU in a game you won't watch. In a game I won't watch. No. <laughs> okay. We'll definitely we won't watch it, but we'll talk. We'll we'll come back next week. We'll we'll have to see uh, how that one went. Mm-hmm. Okay. That concludes second and eight. Uh, man, we're just we're moving through this. Aren't we, we are. We are. We're we're moving swiftly. Uh, we're, we got to talk about uh, Oklahoma State there, uh, Jalen Waddle, and how it doesn't affect Alabama. Yeah. And we got to talk about just how bad Ole Miss is, and more importantly, how bad Auburn was. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. That was a good little uh, second and eight drive we just had. That was just a bad game last week between Auburn and Ole Miss. That's just it was the just tail too bad. Do you think that that'll be the case this weekend with LSU and and Auburn? Yeah. Another another pitiful game. Yeah, and the defenses are pitiful. Welcome to the SEC. Yeah. Pitiful defenses in the SEC. You don't you don't see that much. You don't see that much, but I, I love it. Yes, I think it's fun. I, I definitely, yeah, I love watching how bad they are. You know, people talked in the offseason about how, like, who knows, COVID can make some teams really good. Right. COVID can make some teams really bad. Yeah. Yes. We've said the word bad a lot, but think about the SEC this year. It's bad. Trash. Yes, it's trash. It's trash. In Georgia, I really don't think they're that good. I thought they were. Right. They went. But Tennessee wasn't that good. I, th- Georgia- I feel like Georgia's a, a good SEC team. <laughs> but I feel But, like, Alabama, like, you can't even include them right now because we saw the talent gap in that game. Yeah. Georgia's a good SEC team. But the SEC this year, unimpressive. Unimpressive. Was, unimpressive. Yep. We're moving on. Okay. Because I'm getting ticked. Are you? I'm, I'm mean, fired up. Okay. We're talking about the SEC and how bad they are. All right. Anyway, we're moving on. We're going to third and four. We gained four yards. Better than two yards. That's that's right. It could be third and six. We don't want third and six. No, we want third and four. Third and five would be okay. Yeah, I'd rather have third and four. 
Gives us more options. Yeah, we need third and four if we have a quarterback like Jared Garantano. <laughs> yes! Okay, third and four! Let's do it. All right, let's talk about Indiana. Hey. Yeah. Indiana. Happy people. They, Silas, Silas, Indiana's ranked. I know. I know. They're ranked. Good for them. I know. I love it. But here's the thing. I like I like that a lot. You know, I'm going back to... I'm Not only to are my... they ranked, Silas. I'm sorry. They're 17. That's that's impressive. That's so impressive. Yeah. Considering... Yeah, I mean... Indiana. Let's let's dive a little deeper than their ranking. Okay. Because... Right. I'm a ranking guy. I, I like looking at... I like seeing that little number. Okay, yeah. I like oh, see, me too. I love looking at that scoreboard and seeing a number by Indiana's name. That, yeah. I like that. Me too. Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome that Indiana's ranked. How long is it going to last? Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Speak. Okay. Indiana hosts Penn State. Yes. Penn State's got bullets, bullet wounds all through them. They're bleeding. Yes. And then the game doesn't go their way. Yeah. So now they're really wounded. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's Indiana, who just beat a top 10 school. Smiling ear to ear. Yeah. And they hardly ever beat top 10 schools. Right. So this, to see them, you know, do that and then be in the top 25, yeah, it's pretty special. However, okay, here there comes. is lots of flaws in that offense. It was a pretty, it was a pretty nasty game. I mean, I can't tell what the defense is like because I think Penn State's offense is bad. So we don't really know about the defense yet. But the offense for uh, Indiana, mm, his numbers, Penix's numbers weren't the greatest. Yeah. Um, the run game was okay. I mean, well, it just wasn't the prettiest. Right. For both teams. Yeah, and you're going to expect that out of an opening week anytime. Yes. But I just On top of a pandemic. Yeah. And I saw this, this crazy question that said, who would you rather have? Yeah. Sean Clifford and Noah Kane, (laughs) running back and QB for Penn State. Okay. Or Penix and Indiana's running back. Now, which, yeah, which it just Indiana's running. Indiana, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no name required. No. Who would you rather have? The majority would probably take Indiana's, which is crazy. Wow. But they let down a little bit on Saturday. I mean, the defense for Penn State's lacking Micah Parsons. Right. You have lost a lot. Yeah. You were a pretty good team a last lot. year. You lost a lot. A lot. Yeah. And you still, you play mediocre. I mean, someone had to win the game because Penn State played even more mediocre. But Indiana's got games like Michigan, yep, like Nebraska, Ohio State. It's, yeah. it's, it's questionable to I, me. But look, I look at Indiana, and I, don't, I, don't, I, see that, I see that number by their scoreboard now. Mm-hmm. And I look at that, and I'm not thinking, oh, wow, they're a top 17 team in the country. Like they're 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 the 17th best in the country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see I don't see it like that. Yeah, big win. So they're here to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. They're here to knock off as as many top Big Ten teams as they can. They and the fact that they've never been in a position like this before, like they're not used to it. Right. A little bit. So they can either react and be like, "We are we are 17," which and, is crazy. Think about that. When when Ohio State lost on the kickoff. Or on the uh, field goal kick to Penn State, and Penn State becomes an elite team again. Well, not elite, but good. <laughs> yeah, don't don't use Remember, the word. Would, don't just throw that elite word around lightly. Jay, he, Franklin's not gonna. He's not gonna like that. Okay. Yeah. They're not an elite team yet, bro. Come right. on. They're a good team. They're a great team. They're not elite. Right. That's yeah. James Franklin's own words. That, exactly. That was a that was a direct quote from. But from they Franklin. beat Ohio State. Right. At home. Yep. Kind of in an environment. N- and now, a way different environment. I, with the every year, Penn State is someone to look look at. Right. They went and won the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Do you, I'm you're not, not saying, saying okay. Indiana's. They feel like they're not going to do that. Right. But I do feel like they could finish a top twenty five team. Really. I feel like for the majority of the season they could be out, but then at the end they could squeeze back in for like a top twenty to twenty five range. Okay. I feel like. Top, Wouldn't that be gorgeous? Right. I feel like seventeen is the ceiling. Yes. For Indiana football. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. I, de- I don't see them being higher than that. I feel like I feel like they're definitely... I don't 
think this is it for them. No. I feel like uh, right now they can either there's there's two ways they can go. They can just they can just plummet and be like, hey, we we did our part. Yeah. First game of the season, we we beat Penn State. Mm-hmm. Or they're just gonna they're gonna try to keep this going as long as possible. And how about that kickoff? Remember? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the the Tom squib? Allen was going yeah. Are squib. we talking the squib? Tom Allen was going nuts. Yeah. But uh, I, I I was like they're gonna lose this all that and then it, the kicker loses it for Indiana. Who knows? It might be like Hoosiers this year. Oh my goodness. Bad news. Like they're the in film? Columbus. The film Hoosiers? Yeah, like the film. Yeah. Yeah. But bad news. They're in Columbus. They have to go to Columbus. Okay. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna be in their own in their own place. No. Ryan Ryan Day. They're gonna have to come to Ryan Day. <laughs> Justin Fields. Yeah. Okay. And real quick, this isn't in our schedule, but Ryan Day having to apologize for uh, scoring at the end. Scott Frost didn't want to hear it. Uh, no. No. So Ryan His Day, apology was nothing per- to him. Right. He said that the personnel he had on the field with the freshman QB, he said he just didn't feel like it was a good idea to knee it. They're not, they haven't really practiced it that much, so he decided to score, which um, he Come said he on. regretted. It's Come fine. Come on. It's fine. I say keep scoring. Scott Frost, but it was the it was inverted. It was like the opposite of what you think Scott Frost would say. He said that if they wanted the score to be different, they should have played better. Right. So that's what that's Scott a, Frost. I feel like Scott Frost. Yeah, you. That's I would be upset too. Mm-hmm. And Scott Frost handled it like a big boy because he is a big boy. Ryan Day's gonna score the ball. Well, he's he's shrunk. I disagree that he's a big boy right now. Really? Yeah. Why he, is that? Well, he was a big boy at UCF. Okay. And I just feel like ever since he's went to Nebraska where he's had to rebuild, it was a bigger rebuild than we ever imagined. Right. He is like, it's like he's not even talked about it anymore. And I feel like it's because he needs to be doing a better job. I maybe You knows? think you think Scott Frost should be doing a better job? I do. Okay. I feel like Nebraska Nebraska I, has been one of those teams for a long time. Right. But now the, I know the move that, to the Big 10 Yes, it's been di- it's been difficult for them, and I know the recruiting. It's not like you just recruit Nebraska anymore. Like, and hey, Ohio State just recruits Ohio. Hey, come, come play Nebraska. No, they're going to go to Missouri or something. Right, you know, or well, even no, those Southern California Miss- kids Missouri's are going not to even Texas. a very. Yeah, right. So I that's where I feel like I disagree, Silas, with okay. with the Scott Frost thing because I'm I, I kind of I'm a UCF guy. I like UCF. Okay, so I like Scott Frost. Um, I'm not a Nebraska fan by any need. Any but he need. left UCF. Right. But it's okay because I'm not great. Cra- I mean, I, I don't religiously cheer for UCF. Oh, okay. So it's fine that you can leave. Go ahead. Listen, all I'm saying, I disagree. I think Scott Frost is doing a good job because Scott Frost is at Nebraska. Nebraska is like one of the all-time college football mm-hmm. teams. Right. But there's a whole – college football has changed. And nobody wants to go to Nebraska – to play college football anymore. I just don't feel that is, I don't feel like that's even, I don't feel like they're a top five Big Ten team, even like attractive wise. There's other teams okay. I would rather play for. If I'm, if I'm coming out of high school and I want to play college football in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, okay. strictly, I'm not going to want to go to Nebraska, even if Scott Frost is there. Well, okay, so let's name teams that are appealing in the Big Ten. So let's, we got Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Michigan State? Yes, more okay. so than Nebraska, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think an up-and-coming team would be Maryland. Minnesota, dude. Minnesota, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, teams like that. Okay, well, in your defense for what you're saying about Scott Frost, Minnesota with, is it? P.J. Fleck. That's right. They are doing a lot better with rebuilding as a college football program than Scott Frost has been doing at Nebraska. Well, I think it's the personality has changed for college football. It's more hands-on. That's a bad term. Like, it's more um, the coaches have an open-door policy. Okay. And it, so let's go back to Columbus. So right. it's a good place Urban to go. Meyer, yes, it is a good place to go. Urban Meyer was a bit of an old-school coach. Right. So, you know, he was an older, like, coach. You know, he played – or he coached at Florida uh, – Won a championship there. He won a championship at High State. But the game evolved to where the newer coaches are more, they interact with their players more. Okay. So if you go with Urban Meyer, he uh, would have his door shut in his office. 
to where the players like it just didn't feel as welcoming. Okay. Um, a lot of older coaches did that. It's like an older policy. And the open door policy, once they hired Ryan Day, upgraded that to where they felt welcome. And if you ask players, they're like, uh, yeah, Ryan Day helps with our mental health. You know, he cares about us. He's like a father figure. Okay. Uh, he's like a friend. And think about like how much he helped with the players and Justin Fields, especially like his push to get the big 10 back. Mm -hmm. He was on board with that. And it it just seemed like you could see it in the off season, uh, how they fought for the big 10 to play football, Mm -hmm. that their relationship is pretty strong. Right. It's, there's more of a relationship, like you said. And, um, a lot of older coaches didn't have that and the game's evolving. Right. To where that is a thing. And I don't think Lincoln Riley or not Lincoln Riley, uh, Scott Frost. Yeah. Has that really as much as like PJ Fleck? Oh, okay. PJ, so Fleck at Minnesota, you know, they got the row the boat yep. mojo. Uh, he's very energetic, interactive. It's an, it's an attractive environment, like an attractive program, right? It, and it wasn't until he got there. That's true. It was just like, ugh, Minnesota. Like, I remember when I was younger when he coached at Western Michigan for, for a year, they were attractive, yeah. That's what he does. Like I was like, I was playing with them on NCAA fourteen college football. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. They had the row the boat. He keeps he takes that wherever he goes. Who talks about Western Michigan now? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, their colors Western are actually kind of cool. Who are they? Western Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, and uh, you don't feel like Scott Frost has that? Not as much. I know he's a younger coach, which helps, and it shows. Right. You don't want to write them off just yet, though, for me personally. I feel like, okay, yeah, they lost Ohio State. It's Ohio State. That's going to happen. But, like, I feel like right now, because the game has evolved, like you said, like uh, like we've been talking about, I feel like I feel like I don't want to write them off just yet. I feel like Which is fine. No. Yeah. I'm not either. Because especially with UCF, uh, he had that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He had it there. And um, I would just love to see – I want to see Nebraska become that team uh, that they once were in okay. college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want them to be that top five attractive uh, winning Big Ten team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I do agree that they are not that. They haven't been that. But when he came on board, I remember thinking, like, dude, they're going to they're gonna turn around. They're going to be a top ten team right now. Right. Yeah. Right when – right the season, his first season. But uh, it didn't – didn't play out that way. Right. No, and it's a lot of it has to do with his personality a little bit. And it's not against Scott Frost. He, you know, he's got he's a little more laid back. Right. He's kind of monotone a little bit. But hats off to him. You know, he fought hard yeah. to play. And even though they got punished and had to play Ohio State, the Big Ten was like that. But he fought hard, which has to help the yes. players' confidence and stuff with their head coach. And, uh, yeah. In Alabama, okay. Nick Saban. He's an older coach. You might think, hey, well, does he have that, you know, open door policy? Yes. He adapts. Yeah. No one adapts like Nick Saban has. Mm-hmm. You, That's a you good see, point. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Day, Dabo Sweeney, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. You know, well, what was that Nick Saban quote that, like, came out this weekend, this past weekend? Right. He Going back to he adapts, um, he said that offense wins games now. You don't have to have this elite defense. That is not at all Nick Saban's past philosophy correct you know he's always been run and play defense yeah and with aj mccarron you know aj mccarron was never a heisman front runner yeah but he was a big name he was a big name he was a big name but he never threw for 400 yards a game like mac jones is and they never had these crazy wide receivers i think amari cooper is one of the first ones that was like that okay um was a heisman finalist um but yeah, Nick Saban adapts. Yeah, and he does. He's that. on Aflac commercials. Right. Yeah, he does it on the field and off. Yeah. You know, like I feel like he still has a relationship, not as much as like a PJ Fleck or a Lincoln Riley or right. Ryan Day. He's definitely not as fun. I mean, no. he, he wins football games, but man, he's so boring. But I feel like if I played for him, I'd respect him. Like, oh, I. He's like I a presence respect- in the room. Yeah. It's, like, unheard of. Yeah, but I also want to punch him in the face. Yeah, sometimes. You know, when he yells at reporters or something like that. Yeah, he gets so mad. He does. He acts like an idiot. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) That had nothing to do with college football. That was just my personal opinion on Nick Saban. All right. But, yeah, yeah, he does adapt. He does adapt. But, uh, yeah, he he definitely needs to be more fun. 
And his acting is bad. Those Affleck commercials are crap. Yeah, he's, you know... At least he talks like himself. He's real monotone again. Anyway. Yeah. He was in The Blind Side. He was. So was Ed Ogeron. Yeah. Who's also an older coach that has adapted. He was very interactive with their That's players. A good, yeah. You know, Joe Burrow loves Ed Ogeron. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, let's talk about the strong start for Michigan. Oh. Michigan's strong start. Uh, they beat Minnesota, who we thought Minnesota was going to. We, we gave no love. For Michigan. For Michigan. And I'm not sorry for it. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I'm no? Not, no, I'm not sorry for it. I am. Really? Yeah, I am a little bit sorry for it. I hate to say it, you know. But right. Michigan played really well. Yes, they did. They looked good. Kirk Herbstreit said their season couldn't start any better. And, of course, Kirk Herbstreit said it. But, anyways, yeah, you know. We're, yeah, we're not talking about that. No. So, Michigan relied heavily on their run game, and their defense played really well against a really good Minnesota offense. Right. So, that was impressive. But, uh, yeah, so you got Joe Milton coming in. Uh-huh. Uh, really, they say he's, like, the best quarterback that Michigan's had in the Jim Harbaugh era. Okay. And which is crazy to think, considering Shea Patterson was a five-star, committed to Ole Miss, then transferred, who didn't have, like, that great of a career. Right. Uh, I mean, he lost to Michigan. For being a five-star. highest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he really wasn't that good at Ole Miss either, but that's besides the point. So Joe Milton comes in. Was he a five-star? I think he was a four-star. I and they're saying he's stuff. the best that yeah, has I been under so. Harbaugh. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I think Jim Harbaugh, he's like the type of frame that Jim Harbaugh can use. Yeah. He can sling it. You he looks like a arm. Michigan quarterback. Right. He's 6'5", 225, I think. Um, can sling. He overthrew this pass that night. That was like, whoa, this guy could throw. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt that it, if they need a Hail Mary, he'll get it there. You like, could say, though, Michigan, the whole game was very eye-opening. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, like, the fact that they went in there at Minnesota, I know it helps that they didn't have fans, but still, like, it was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota's used to that kind of environment. And Michigan went in there and beat them good. They yeah. did. Uh, I know there was ESPN had some overreactions saying they're title contenders. I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, like, you have to go role? to Ohio State this year. Um, you got games like 17 Indiana they have to play. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next week they got, I think, Michigan State at home. We'll win that. But um, okay. Michigan State's in a really bad place. Yeah. But in, when it comes to Michigan football, they did look good. Uh, we gave them no love. Um, but that, you're gonna, you better expect that from me, at least. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, but they did look good. And... They won in a very, very strong fashion. Right. And let me just say one one thing. For Michigan fans, be excited because you guys have started most years strong, but there's been a few years where you've gone on the road and you've lost. So like, you've lost to Notre Dame. Right. They usually Big end game the, openers. Right. They usually end the year even more raw. I think uh, you lose to South Carolina in a bowl game. You lose to Michigan in a bowl game. You know, they've lost all these different bowl games. They've lost Ohio State. Yeah. You know, they're not ending the year like they want, but uh, they started They started really strong. So. This opener is definitely a statement win. Oh, yeah. So, in terms of statement wins, we have Cincinnati's statement win. Oh, yeah. Over SMU. The other team in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Wait, of all teams, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah. So, they have been in the AP Top 10. Right. I just put them in. Um. Cincinnati, you know, Luke Fickle comes yeah. in. He didn't have the greatest year to Ohio State back in 2011. Like, the only lost to Michigan, I think, the 20th. Yeah, but that's not that's not even a Luke Fickle thing. Right. I mean, it was coming off a really big controversy for Ohio State uh-huh. with Jim Trestle. But in terms of Cincinnati, okay, I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're good. So, uh, Cincinnati, you know, haven't lost. Yep. Really good team. Luke Ritterback. Um, I mean, there's not much to say. Their defense is good. I mean, this five and O SMU team now five and one. Yeah, I really thought they were gonna win. Mm. I mean, it was in Dallas. Um, Cincinnati had to go to them, and they beat them. I yeah. mean, there's not much you can more you can say except that they're probably the best team in the American. I know this week is a huge game. They got Memphis at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you know UCF losing to Memphis. And Tulsa. Tulsa is another team that a lot of people haven't talked about. Had a really close game with Oklahoma State. Haven't lost since. Okay. 
They're coming up. So, I mean, there's three teams right now in the AAC. Okay. you got Cincinnati, who's like the automatic front runner. Yep. You've got Tulsa in the middle there, kind of sneaking around. Okay. And then you've got Memphis. Right. Who's got one loss. And they're playing each other this weekend. You're right. So one of them will get knocked off. Yeah. But watch out for Tulsa. Okay. I, I really believe Tulsa is a good football team. Okay. Well, that concludes third and four. Uh, we're going to move right into fourth and ten. Uh, fourth and ten. I'm sorry. Fourth and inches. Yeah, fourth and inches. Yeah. Or fourth what... and goal, you know. For... Fourth and goal is, I, I believe, what it was. Yeah. I don't know why I said fourth and ten. Yeah, we, you know, they got the, the, the sticks wrong. Right. It was it was a malfunction on the on the scoreboard. Uh, we know what it is. Yeah. So, uh, but we're not moving the sticks until we get that first down. Yeah. we got to do like a fullback or a QB sneak or something. Right. We're, but we'll, we'll cross it. Right. We'll get there. All right. So for our fourth and ten, we're going to keep it pretty simple. How about, how about this? Let's do our predictions. Two uh, biggest games. For the two biggest games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Texas Oklahoma State. Ooh, good game. Sorry, what is your prediction for this well, weekend? Four o'clock game. It's in Stillwater, which means Oklahoma State has doesn't have to do any traveling right. this week. Um, Texas, you know, was supposed to be like a playoff contender. Yeah, and they're not. No, they're not at all. And they beat Baylor this week, which means like yeah, they've got a little bit of momentum, but. Someone wants it more because someone's playing for something more. Yeah. And that's Oklahoma State. They have them at home. I really believe the Cowboys will get it done with that defense. And I think the offense, like I said earlier, is going to start clicking. Right. Uh, if you're going to say score, I'm going to go 28-17 Oklahoma State. Wow. Okay. So a bigger margin than that uh, Iowa State win. Yes, because I believe Iowa State would beat Texas. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. I definitely like how you pointed out that, like, obviously Oklahoma State is working for something much bigger, bigger yeah. than Texas is. Uh, would would it would for Oklahoma State fans? It'd be very disappointing to see, as we talked earlier, Oklahoma State cannot afford one loss this season. Right. So it would be very upsetting to see Texas, who is not going to do anything no. this year. We know that. To, to knock them off right would be that would be pretty upsetting uh, and then the high state Penn State uh, is like the headline for right. next week could have been even bigger it's always a big game right what is it this year well it's in Happy Valley Penn State fans which helps yeah but you guys may have a whiteout of cardboard I mean you guys don't have that. just paint the seats all white I mean, yeah they don't have that 12th man sorry Texas a and I still hear your uh, mojo, but uh, Penn State doesn't have that 12th man on the field with that insane atmosphere. Um, I think Ohio State's offense is too much. Um, You know, Penn State even struggled to score against Indiana. They struggled to even keep up with Indiana. So, I mean, how are you going to keep up with Justin Fields, Farrell Wilson, Trey Sermon, Master Teague? I just don't think – I don't even think it would be close. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now they're not even playing for something. So, right. Just like I said in the other game. Yeah. It all comes down to that. Give me a score. I'm going to say 42 24, Buckeyes. Wow. Okay. Definitely a lot uh, a lot bigger of a margin than previous Penn State High State games. Yes. You know, like Ohio State was controlling most of that game last year. Yeah. At home. It was 21 nothing, And then something weird happened where Sean Clifford got taken out. Yep. And. Ohio State was not expecting it. Became closer to the end of winning 28-17. But, uh, yeah, it'll be... Uh, In my opinion, okay. the worst thing that could happen for Ohio State this weekend is Trace McSorley somehow gets the football. Right. He'll come out of the locker room. He'll be like, it's okay. We're going to win this. Yeah, he'll come off the sideline like Johnny Manziel in that one pass play. Yeah. yeah like, it'll be... It'll be crazy. Yeah. I Johnny Manziel not... in the one pass play. That's a really old reference now. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Plain as day. Yeah. We're like, bring in Johnny football. Now, that was bad Browns football. Like, that. remember that? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So, Buckeyes fans. Watch out for Trace McSorley. Watch out for Trace McSorley. He's the big one this weekend. You guys got to watch out for him because he always. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll be there. 
Oh, he'll. Oh, yeah. He'll be there. Yep. So, uh, watch out. Trace McSorley, shout out. Um, we're moving on to our Hail Mary. Okay. We don't even need a transition for this. Upset of the week. Okay. Oh, I've got three. I've got three upsets here. Oh, wow. The first one is... Not just one upset. Not just two upsets. But three. But three. Uh, our first game is going to be in the Big Ten. Okay. Uh, um, if, this could be even more accurate if Graham Mertz actually does have coronavirus. Oh. So I've got Wisconsin at Nebraska. Nebraska coming off the loss to Ohio State. I think they are. What? Yeah, I think Wisconsin at Nebraska. I've got Wisconsin in my in my top ten, man. You can't do that. Well, so do I. I have, I have Wisconsin in my top. That's why it's a good upset, you know. Okay. Um. So yeah, Wisconsin at Nebraska. Let's go, Scott Frost. Yeah, Scott Frost. Come on. Oh, yep. Uh, my second game, I got Kansas State at West Virginia. So Kansas State undefeated in Big Twelve play. Okay. Uh, in Morgantown, never easy. Uh, I think that Deuce Vaughn, he's going to have a game, okay. a big game. Okay. But I think West Virginia can squeak by in a game that Kansas State really needs before they play Oklahoma State in two weeks. So, yes. Okay. Kansas State out West Virginia. I think I'm pretty certain about that one. Really? Yeah, I think so that's can. that one's not just a, lo- a long shot. That's not a Hail Mary. That's a You're pretty sure you're getting a first down on that one. Right, and this one is a long shot. Um, I got Oklahoma at Texas Tech. It's in Lubbock at eight o'clock on Fox. Is that the is that the is that uh eight o'clock? So is that the big game, or no? No, the big game will be Michigan uh, I, State at Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Noon on Fox. But anyways, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. It's in Lubbock, which two years ago had a really close game uh, with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, I think that they've really struggled at eight o'clock. I remember they lost to Iowa State on the road. Okay. Um. He's got more experience under his belt. Uh, Spencer Rattler has, but right. no, I feel like but this no. could be closer than people are thinking. Well, boys and girls, at eight o'clock on your commercial breaks for the game that you would rather be watching, make sure to check out the Oklahoma. Right, you'll be watching it during Ohio State Penn State commercials. Right, you know, because that'll be at seven thirty. So yeah, yeah, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. We might be, we might see an upset there, according to Silas. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, for me, I don't really have an upset of the week, but I have one I'm keeping my eye on. Okay. Okay? And I'm going back to the SEC. Oh, no. Yeah. Not that place. I know. I I don't think Kentucky will do it, but there's a chance. Oh, yeah. It's in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia is going to Kentucky. Okay. And Georgia, I think they could find their second loss. I, I like that. They could. They could. Yes, I mean that's more of a that's more of a that's more of a that would be exciting mm-hmm. for just just if I want to see an upset that would be the one I'd want to see. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. But like Kentucky, Pokes fans to A and M fans, that's what you want right there. That's true. I mean, you got Terry Wilson at QB. He's like a senior for Kentucky. Yeah, at home. You see this upset this weekend? You can see your team sliding up. Yeah, that's an early game noon. Um, I like that. I really do. I feel like that game is the... Georgia coming off a bye week after a hard loss. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Element. Okay, thanks. Well, I'm glad. So, I would like to see... That is my Hail Mary. Okay. I think it's the biggest Hail Mary because I don't see it happening, but would would like would like to see it happen. So, um, Silas, that is, that is all the topics we had to talk about today. Is there anything else that you're wanting to throw out there right now? I hope not. You know... We talked about it. we got through a lot there. Um, we did. I'm excited about this weekend. I think October 31st. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Uh, have a good Halloween week. Be safe. Yes. Um, make sure to tune in next week. You know. Yeah. We'll talk about all those. We'll games. be talking See if we were right. So yeah, we're gonna talk. Well, we got one upset correct right, from last yep. week. Uh, well, you did, and then uh, we were completely wrong about another. Yeah. But um, that's what that's what's fun about this, and uh, we really enjoy doing it. Um, so we had a couple. We had a couple problems with this one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the cat was on the table, right, and was trying to stop it. And then I, we're talking for a really long time, and I look, and nothing's recording. Yeah, we got stopped. Just in yeah. the middle. Just in the middle of something. You might be able to tell. Uh, hopefully not. We're gonna try to fix it. Right. But we had a good time talking about this. Uh, big games this weekend. Big games. Big yeah. games. Big yep. games. We're excited. There's always big games. We make them big. Right. We yeah. make them big. In our opinion, it, it might not be a big we game. We pump the roids in them games. Right. We're just like, let's get, let's get hype for, hold on. 
Let's put some Nugenics in that crap. I'm getting... Nugenics, yes. <laughs> but that is not a sponsor. Yo, I'm getting hype for rice in southern Mississippi. Dude. Check it out. On ESPN 3 at 3 p.m. Dude, That's the big game to look out for. How about Friday games? How about them Friday games? Oh, yeah. That's true. We got Marshall in Florida International. Yeah, dude. Marshall's really good this year. Minnesota at Maryland. That They're just going to... It's going to be a Maryland rubber match. played bad. And so did Minnesota. So, wow, looks like I'm watching Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, going back to love for UCF. UCF at Houston at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus for those who actually pay money for ESPN Plus. Oh, wow. It's on ESPN Plus. Okay. Yeah. 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 I actually, like, I actually, like, steal it off my uncle. Do we? Yeah, that's true. We don't have our own. No, we don't pay for it, but our uncle does. So That's true. And we, yeah, we use it. So thank you, Uncle Ty. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting hyped for, we're getting hyped for the Marshall games. So <laughs> yeah, this is all, that is all for today. We're, we're going off the deep end. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're so, thanks for talking with me today. Yes. Thanks for Make having sh- me again. Yes. This is good. You know your stuff, man. Thanks. So do you, man. <laughs> we're going in to, to this weekend excited. We hope you are tune in next week. We're going to talk about all the craziness going on. Uh, stay safe. We love you guys. This is Miller Mites podcast signing off. <laughs>